Welcome to the Grace Baptist Church podcast, and thanks for joining us for this episode. Before we begin, please take a moment to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy this content, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. We'd like to extend an invitation to you and your family to join us for worship this week at Grace Baptist Church. We'd also love to connect with you online at gracekettering.org. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy the episode. Okay. All right, it's good to see you again. Several of the faces I recognize. How do you dismiss the children fourth grade and below? Go right ahead. <laughs> children, fourth grade and below. Yeah, I forgot to dismiss you. Enjoy your time. Listen with open ears to the Word of God, would you? Be back tonight for Children's Spotlight. Amen. Amen. No, I recognize some of the faces, and there's a few new ones as well, and I always appreciate that. As Pastor was saying, we were missionaries for 21 years over in Uganda, East Africa, and uh, eight years of missionaries to the military. So missions is my heart. And so if I get a little missions in here, here and there, you'll understand why. But... Uh, God has been so good to us. Uh, we were able to go back to Uganda for a couple of months, and, and that was an exciting trip, to say the least. Uh, man, they had us going down canyons and up mountains, and we thought we was going to die, but we're here. Amen. But it was, that'd be a whole story all in itself. But if you turn your Bibles to the book of John, chapter 21, Two men and a lady. That's what we're going to preach on this morning. Two men and a lady. I've never been much on titles. It's kind of like you go back in the movies and stuff in the early days and they just threw something up there. It didn't have anything to do with what they were talking in the movie was about, but they just put a catchy title on it to get people to go. So I think that's the way a lot of... A lot of preacher sermons, we just throw something on there and we just go where God sends us and we'll get there before we, before we finish up. In John chapter 21, I think one of the greatest passages uh, in the scriptures. Uh, Jesus is, is talking to his disciples here. Uh, they've... they've uh, he talked about the fishing and, and all of this, but when he gets to verse number 15, he, he just simply talking to Peter. I've always imagined what would it be like to just get aside, walk down the road, talking to Jesus. Can you imagine that? This is what's, what's happening here. Jesus and Peter's walking along after they'd been talking with the rest of the disciples, and, and this is what he said in verse number 15. So when they dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith unto him 
again the second time. Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This he spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, Follow me. Glorify God. We all talk about glorifying God in our life. But that's not what he was talking about. Glorifying God and his death. Now, now just think about this a little bit. Most folks are afraid of death. All this, this COVID and things like this and, and all the different things that we go through and, uh, you know, situations and uh, missionaries on the mission field. Look, God's the one that knows the time. But also, God's the one that flips the switch. Christians should not live in fear. And I see such a, such a fearful aspect. People wonder, they, they, I'm, I'm pretty happy Go lucky. I, I just enjoy myself. You know, I don't care if you don't want to. You go ahead and be sour. I'm going to enjoy my life. I was on my way to a devil's hell and rightly deserving. But God saved me. He gave me eternal life. He gave me an inheritance in heaven. He gave me a purpose in life. Now, why would, why would I want to go through life living in fear and always down in the mouth, always complaining, always just, just what a horrible day. That's, that's not the way I want to live my life. But I see this is what Christians look. When we die, we should glorify God. There is no premature death. I see a young person gets killed, and they say, oh, boy, they, their life was cut short before their time. No, it was their time. Nobody can take your life from you unless God allows it. 
we have to trust God. And when you recognize that, there is, there's no prematurity in death because God is the only one can flip that switch. Amen? We say we believe it, but we really don't. <laughs> and that's why even when we get into the matter of missions and things, we're, we're so afraid, oh man, what if I, what if I go over there and, and, and get killed or something? <laughs> and so we don't surrender. And we sit back and we miss the greatest things that God has in this life for us because of our fear. What a conversation this must have been between Peter and Jesus. Have you ever really asked yourself, how much do I love Jesus? I hear people say all the time, well, Jesus loves me. How much do you love him father in heaven we come this morning and we ask you has been prayed before just help us lord there's so many difficulties in life and these difficulties are real but lord you're god we serve a great god a god that with all things are possible Lord, help us as we look at these individuals. Lord, that you might encourage us, that you might strengthen us. Father, that we might put ourselves in your hands so that you can bless us in a way that we can't even imagine. Lord, help us now in Jesus' name. Amen. The first man, you may have never heard of him. His name was Peter Torgerson. Anybody ever heard of Peter Torgerson? Peter Torgerson, at the age of 17, he was in a church service over in Norway, his native country. And a missionary was there, and he was preaching on China. That's where he was from, and... And God just really spoke to Peter's heart that day as he listened to this just real passionate plea about the need for missionaries to China. And they did things different than some churches that we do it in Africa this way. After the service is finished, when the preaching is done, then we have our, our offering. Uh, that way we make sure everybody's got here, amen? <laughs> but they, they had the offering at the end of the service. And they passed the plate, and, and Peter, they said he took all of his money and he dumped it out of his wallet into the, into the offering. But he realized, he said, in his mind, he said, that, that's not enough. And real quick, he found a pencil and a paper and he wrote three words on it. Augment V. Augment V. And he put it in the offering. Augment me means and my 
life. As they was counting the offering, the guy that was counting it just happened to be his Sunday school teacher, and he recognized the handwriting, so he pulled the, that note from the offering plate, and, and he kept it just to see, remind him to see if he'd follow through on his promise. He grew up later on. Thorgerson became a missionary to China. He was serving there with his, his wife, Valberg, and they served for several years, but in 1939, when Japan bombed China, Peter was killed on the mission field. His wife continued on the mission field and stayed there and for many, many years. Their children became missionaries there in China. Others followed in his steps. You see, when Jesus said to Peter Torgerson, Lovest thou me? Peter responded, Augment thee and my life. He realized that serving Jesus was more important than anything in this life. I thought about giving out papers to every person in this auditorium. Just a little blank piece of paper. But I didn't want to embarrass anybody. I didn't want to, in this world, we're not supposed to make people feel uncomfortable. But I wonder how many of you would write and put it in the offering plate, augment thee, and my life. There was another lady. Her name was Tana Collins. Tana and her husband Joe were missionaries to Nepal. And back in 1990, I was a member of this, this church. But in 1990, they had a mission conference. And, and Tana was asked to give a testimony. They had the husbands give testimonies. They had wives give testimonies. And Tana got up and gave her testimony. And as she is, just, just like right now, if I'd give you my testimony... And she is being very open and honest with the people. And she says, one of the difficulties that, that I had, and she shared several difficulties that she faced and wrestled with as far as her call uh, as a missionary. And she said, I, I fought with the Lord about this, and God brought this verse and, and took care of that excuse. And... I fought with this one, and God brought this verse to my mind and, and had to throw that excuse out. And she said, but, but God, my, my greatest fear is that I'll die on the mission field. And then God brought the verse, Philippians 1.29, For unto you it is given on behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. And he said, God said to me, but we can die here too. 
And she surrendered her heart and her life back to the call of God. And basically she said, Augment thee and my life. During that same mission conference, they passed the offering plate and Tana took off her wedding ring. And with a note, she put it in the offer and said, please sell this and give it to missions. One of the greatest and most treasured possessions that a woman has is her wedding ring. Listen, when you believe in something, there's no, there's no price too great. And Tanya put that in, in the offering plate and it was discovered after they was counting the offering and with the note there and they alerted the pastor later on and he took that, he reimbursed the offering for whatever the, the ring was worth and he was going to give it to her on her return when they came back on furlough. And they went to Nepal and her and her husband and they worked for, for some time, and, and it's very stressful in Nepal where they were at. And they went on a short furlough, and on their way back, they had five little kids. On their way back, the plane crashed into the mountain and killed Tanya, her husband, Joe, and all five kids. God had said to Tanya, Lovest thou me? And Tanya had replied, Augment thee and my life. She realized the souls of those Nepalese, the Nepali people, and service, serving Jesus Christ was more important than life itself, more important than her safety, more important than her security. And God took her life. Through that, many, many people surrendered their life to Jesus Christ. Many of the Nepalese people, because of the impact that had already been made and now the death of that family, received Christ as their Savior. And now there's churches all over those areas. They love Jesus more than these things. There was a second man in 1965. There was a young man in the military station in Rota, Spain. He'd heard the gospel there and, and he had received Christ as his Savior. A few months after he was saved, he heard a message on this passage that we read, John 21. Lovest thou me. Like Peter Torgerson and Joe and Tana Collins, God broke his heart that day as he thought about the souls of men dying without Christ. And he wondered how could God use a simple young man like him some of you, no doubt, are in this auditorium this morning thinking the same thing. 
as pastor was sharing his heart, there's so many opportunities to serve God. And maybe you're saying, man, how could God use me? Uh, how can God use I, I'm I'm too young. I'm too old. I've got a family. I've got whatever excuse is there. How could God use me? This young man was thinking that same thing. How could God use a simple man like me? He thought about his plans. He thought about his career. He was 26 years old. He had a wife and he had two children. He was making rank, going up in rank in the military, and he's about halfway to retirement. He'd be retired by 38. But those words keep, kept ringing in his ears. Lovest thou me? Lovest thou me? He thought to himself, how much do I really love my Savior? He's given everything for me. He's given me eternal life. How much do I really love him? Do I love him more than these things, more than my career, more than my family, more than my rank and retirement? There was a lot for him to consider. When the invitation was finally given, the tears running down his eyes, he slipped out of his seat. He come down off to the side of the altar there, and he knelt down, and he said, God, I'm not much. But whatever I have, my family, my retirement, my career, my life, it's yours. Augment thee. That day I relinquished control over my direction and my life and gave it to Jesus Christ. I didn't know the Norwegian terms, although I am Norwegian. I never knew the words Ogmik thee. But I said the same thing that Torgerson said. I said the same thing that Tanya Collins said. And my life. When you stop and think, we mentioned before about how many blessings God has given us. As we was in the Sunday school class, I sat there thinking, how, how precious just living in America. I've lived in third world countries under benevolent dictators or whatever you want to call them. You have no earthly idea how blessed you are. We, we, we complain about not having baby formula. We'll get you some K-Rose syrup and, and a little bit of evaporated milk and a little bit of water and you got some baby formula. 
We are so spoiled in America. We do three trips to Walmart a day. Don't be lying. Over in Africa, we, tr we go about once every two, three months to go shopping. God has blessed us so much. You were on your way to a devil's hell as fast as you could go. And somehow, somebody either gave you a track or sat down and witnessed to you or took you to church, you heard the preaching, somehow... By God's grace, somebody gave you the message that Jesus loved you and would save your wretched soul. And that day you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Now you're not going to hell. Now one day you'll be in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ walking on the streets of gold in his presence forever. The blessings that we have are absolutely tremendous. It's out of this world. The Bible says, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. When you commit your soul to the Lord Jesus Christ, it is secure, more secure than anything in this world. So why could you not say, Ogmitvit? Write on that little piece of paper, and my life. And say, God, here it is. Here's my life. Whatever you want for me. You want me to be a farmer, I'll be a farmer. You want me to be an electrician? I'll be an electrician. Carpenter? I'll be a carpenter. Preacher? I'll be a preacher. Missionary? Doesn't make any difference what it is, God. I trust you with my life. Augment thee. I don't care how old you are. There's, I, I, I just shudder every time I, I get around old people. I, that's not negative. I am an old people. And they quit. They quit serving God. I've done my time. Not until you're dead. There's still things to be done. Man, there is things that you and I can do as old people. There is no such thing as retirement from God. Now God's allowed you the freedom to go ahead and serve him and do the things that you wanted to do all your life. I can't imagine quitting. My mission put me, they sent me a letter saying, I'm, on, I'm now a missionary emeritus. And I wrote to my churches and I said, hey, ain't nothing changed outside. I don't have to do so much paperwork. Because we're still going to do what we're going to do. We're still going to serve God. Listen, you can serve God. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. You can serve the Lord. Just get it down in your mind. Augment thee. 
and my life. God, you have my life. Whatever you want, it's yours. Jesus asked me, lovest thou me? I realized that serving the Lord was more important than anything that this world could have. Better, more than my retirement, more than my career, more than, more than anything. There was a lady over here in Ohio, not, not far from here, Karen Watson. She was 38. Had gone over to Iraq. And anticipating, this is what she says, anticipating that her death may cause some to question whether missions and service to Christ is worth the cost. This is what she said. When God calls, there is no regrets. I wasn't called to a place. I was called to Him. I was called not to comfort or success, but to obedience. To obey was my object. To suffer was expected. His glory was my reward. His glory is my reward. Keep sending missionaries out. Keep raising up fine young pastors. And she said, when you have my funeral service, she said, yeah, just preach the gospel. Be bold and preach the life-saving, life-changing, forever eternal gospel. Give glory and honor to the Father. That's what she said. Missionaries care more than some people think is wise. Missionaries risk more than some people think is safe. Missionaries dream more than some think is practical. And missionaries expect more than some people think is, or is possible. There's no joy outside of knowing Jesus and serving him. She was killed in Iraq. 38, just not far from here. You may never even have heard of her. One day Karen said, Augment V and my life. You know, there's some verses in Scripture that says, I'm supposed to love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. All God's saying is, would you just give me your life? And let me take care of it. Now, if you haven't noticed, now some of these people that we've mentioned are dead. I've buried my grandson on the mission field, Michael Lee. But I'm still alive. My wife is still alive. God's not going to kill everybody. But if it's God's will, that's okay. God, you know more than I do. God, you can take care of me better than I. 
God, there is no one that can take my life. If it's in life or death, let me glorify thee. You're the only one that can hit the switch, and I'm going to trust you. It's all up to you. I'm asking you this morning, you may not even be saved. You may be here in the auditorium. And you're going through life and you don't know whether you're going to heaven or hell. What a horrible way to live. Not knowing for sure whether you're saved or lost. I, just, I, I look back at my life and what a miserable life that was. But now, no matter what happens to me, if I keel over in the pulpit, and I, we've seen people do that, I'm in heaven with the Lord. Whether I'm in Uganda, whether I'm in China, whether I'm eating Ohio or dating Ohio, what I've got to do is trust Him and simply say, Ognit thee. Could you say that this morning? If you're not saved, you can't say that. Because you don't know Christ as your Savior. The first thing I beg you, put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Get eternal life through Him. He's the only hope that you have. Not the government, although we want to be involved in government. Government's not going to get us out of this problem. Jesus Christ is the only one. Come to him. But if you're saved today, would you say, Augment thee? If you say, Well, I, I'm old, that don't make any difference. God still wants your life. Well, I'm young. Well, that don't make any difference. No matter what age, no matter what your career is, no matter what you're doing. Could you this morning and would you this morning and my life? Would you say that? God may have been speaking to some of you about missions, about service, whatever. Maybe you just need to come down and kneel down at the front of this 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 church or get the front pews or whatever and just say God here's my life Father have your way this morning Lord what these people said was simply three words and my life Lord, help us to commit our life to Jesus Christ completely. Lord, you told Peter to go ahead and feed his sheep. You have a job for us to do. There's something for each one of us to do. Whatever's standing in between us and you, Lord, reveal that to us. Help us. 
to acknowledge it and, and let you remove that and give it to you so that you can have our life completely. Lord, if there's one here that does not know Christ as their Savior, there's something standing in between, in between them and salvation. I pray, Father, that they would see that it's not worth it to take their chance and play a Russian roulette game and die and go to hell without Jesus Christ. Help them to come to Jesus this morning. But Father, as you told Peter, follow me. Every Christian should be willing to say, Augment V, and my life. Father, have your will this morning. That's what we want. We just want you to be glorified, whether it's in life or in death. God bless us. As the pastor comes this morning, that each one of us will think it through and say, could I put that piece of paper in that offering and my life? some questions this morning certainly a challenging message Peter had to come to grips with that Peter ultimately did uh, say yes uh, Lord and my life and uh, tradition tells us that he so much thought of his Savior that he would not even uh, die the same death that our Savior did what a what a tremendous life he lived the Peter uh, on the side of the Sea of Galilee to the day of Pentecost, to going up to Joppa and Caesarea and just being mightily used of God, God used him in an amazing way. And sometimes we're, we're looking for the, the long game. We're looking for what's God going to do with me five years and ten years down the road. God just wants that next step. And as he was preaching this morning, the thought came to mind, uh, we don't say, and my life also with a condition. We don't say it with the condition, Lord, I'll say this if you, if you, whatever that, fill in the blank. It's without condition. That's what he wants. And my life, Lord, I'll do that. And I hope that's the heart that you have this morning. How many say, Pastor, I know for certain that I'm saved, that I've accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. That's my testimony. I have a Bible reason to base it upon. I've accepted Jesus Christ. Would you raise your hand to that? Amen. Amen. The most of you, if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we want to help you with that decision. Be out by the, on the Welcome Center right afterwards, but in a moment we'll give opportunity for God's people to pray. And I encourage you, even in that time, uh, to come and say, hey, I need, to, I need to know. I have questions about the Bible. I have questions about Jesus Christ. We'll help you. That's your first right step. That's your first right step. How many say, God touched my heart, Pastor, specifically through this message. God's working in my heart about this. And uh, that's, my, that's my testimony with an upraised hand. God is working in my heart about that. Amen. Anyone else? Amen. God's, God's working in my heart. Right now in the quiet of this moment, here's what I'd like us to do. Like us to stand to our feet, and we're going to have an opportunity to to uh, to pray and and seek the Lord. 
And uh, it is important, I believe this with all my heart, it is important to physically posture ourselves before the Lord in submission. And so that's why we often kneel. It's not that you have to kneel every time you pray, but especially as we, as we give ourselves to the Lord and my life, I encourage you to find a place to kneel. But first I pray, let's stand to our feet. Lord, thank you for this message today. It's, it's helpful to, to hear it illustrated in so many ways with so many lives. And Father, this morning, we are your people. You've saved us by your blood. And you told us in Romans chapter number 12 that we are to present ourselves a living sacrifice and my life, a living sacrifice, holy unto you. And this is our reasonable, our, our logical service back to you, the one who gave your life for us. And so, Lord, I pray that us as your people would give ourselves a living sacrifice this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. In the spirit of prayer and attitude of prayer, in the quiet of this time, would you come and pray? You that raise your hand, I invite you right now. Let's find a place to pray right now and pray, Lord, and my life. I give it to you. Find a place to pray here at the altar, across the front of the auditorium. I invite you right now to come in the quiet of this moment. Let's do business with the Lord. Let's not leave here. Let's not leave here without talking to God about this. What did he impress upon your heart? Don't be a hearer of the word and not a doer. Let's be doers. Lord and my life. Maybe you're struggling for the next step. And you simply say, Lord, I've, to the best of my knowledge, I've given you my life. I'll be patient, wait upon you. Lord, I'm just going to say it again. I'm submitted fully to you. of Hannah who said of Samuel Lord he's yours you know how much it took for that Hannah as a mother who had waited and waited Lord he's yours he's yours there's a need upon us as parents to give our children to the Lord for his purposes and not to hold them back to encourage them. You ought to be your child's biggest cheerleader. Do whatever God wants you to do. you to find the hymn 233 this morning as we looked at John chapter number 21 Jesus said lovest thou me lovest thou me the hymn writer wrote here another prayer like we prayed before I need you but here the hymn writer is written 
more love to thee. Oh, Lord, I, I want to love thee more, and I need to. Let's sing that together again as a prayer before we leave this morning. More love to thee, O Christ, more love to thee. Hear thou the prayer I make, singing together. More love to thee, O Christ, more love to Once earthly joy I craved, sought peace and rest. You could include in there safety or anything else that we seek. Now thee alone I seek, give what is best, this all my prayer shall be. Let sorrow do its works and grief or pain. Sweet are thy messengers, sweet their refrain when they can sing with me, more love to thee, more love to thee, draw me nearer. Then that last verse, let's sing it together. Then shall my latest breast whisper thy praise. Then shall my latest breath whisper thy praise. This be my parting cry, my heart shall pray that today. Thank you for that message. Very insightful. And I was writing down some uh, notes there and realized he didn't say the person, that, that third missionary. And I, I was, I was going to ask you afterwards, and then I caught it. Thank you for sharing your testimony uh, there with us. And I appreciate the, the very practical uh, stories there that help us to, to visualize what that, what that looks like. And uh, we'll not regret uh, giving our lives to God. And I remember back at the age of 17 when the Lord came after me on that, and uh, that, that was the pivotal moment of my life, and, uh, and the Lord asked us to revisit. Right. Hey, do you still believe what you did back there? He asked us to revisit that. Praise the Lord. Let's allow the Lord to continue to work in our hearts. Let's be back tonight, 515. Uh, if you're working adventure camp, 515 right near, here in the auditorium. We'll be together, have a meeting ahead of the evening service, Children's Spotlight tonight. We'll look forward to God working in our hearts again this evening. Brother Caleb, any other announcements? As other announcements go, <clears throat> the American Restoration Tour is this uh, Monday, tomorrow, is that right? Yep. Tomorrow, 10 o'clock and 7 o'clock. I'll be here for that. You can see their website, faithwins.us slash events for more information. Uh, Grace Coast Soul Winning, Saturdays at 1 o'clock. Be here next Saturday for that. We're passing out literature for Adventure Camp. And then the, uh, the next prop prep night is May 31st at 6 p.m. So be here for that as well as we get ready some final touches for uh, Adventure Camp. 
And then Adventure Camp is the 12th to the 16th at 6.15 every night, Sunday through Thursday. If you have not uh, registered, if you have been to the meetings, you plan on uh, attending and helping, but you have not filled out a registration form, please pick one up at the Welcome Center, fill that out, and turn that into the office. <clears throat> then after that, on June 19th, we have the Family Day and Picnic. Uh, this will be here at the church, lunch after the morning service. That is the Sunday after Adventure Camp. We'll not have ser uh, service that evening. And then this um, coming Saturday, the 28th, teens, we have the volleyball um, uh, activity. So we'll be here for 1 o'clock for the soul winning. At 3 o'clock, we'll be at Dunco Park for the volleyball, volleyball activity. And then we have the Counseling for Life Change Seminar June 27th at 7 p.m. on June 28th at 5 p.m., so we'll be here for that. Cost registration is $79, but for our church, it is 50 And that's all for the announcements today. Pastor? Amen. Right after Advent on Venture Camp that June 19th, we will we'll have our morning service, and uh, we'll promote kids on that Sunday uh, to their next, uh, their next classes. In the, during the Sunday school hour, and then we will be over at Indian Riffle uh, Park in one of the shelters over there for the picnic, and we'll have some time for praise. In the afternoon, there'll be no evening service like you mentioned, and we'll have a wonderful family day uh, together on that day. We're looking forward to what God is going to continue to do. Uh, turn around, make one another feel welcome and fellowship before we leave here today. God bless you. See you tonight at 515 for Adventure Camp Workers, 6 p.m. for the service. God bless you.